Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now on with the show. Okay, so we are back today with another episode of our special series around the Flower Magazine show house here in Atlanta. Um, as sponsors of the show house and design lovers, we're excited to share some behind the scenes, the inspiration behind many of these beautiful rooms. Um, so if you want to visit the show house, you can do that at flower magazine or flowermag.com slash show house and get tickets now through the November 27th. And our guest today is celebrated Dallas-based interior designer, Kathy Kincaid. Her work is known for a use of color and her exquisite eye for antiques. No details too small in Kathy's work creating intricately layered spaces that mix styles and periods. Her work has been featured in Veranda, House Beautiful, Southern Living, and of course, Flower Magazine. And in 2019, she published her first book, The Well-Adorned Home in, with Rizzoli. So Kathy, welcome to the show. You did the uh, primary bedroom. And, you know, it's a little bit atypical. We talked about it with Julie because she did some adjoining spaces, but it's a little bit smaller than one might expect for a primary bedroom. So can you kind of talk a little bit about the architecture of the space and your inspiration and where you went with it? Um, You know, you're right. It is a little bit smaller than uh, a normal primary bedroom, but I actually like that. I like smaller bedrooms. I think they're cozier. I think they're... Uh, I think it could be sort of a waste of space. I think the architect uh, has done a very good job with that house. I think it's it's a really pretty house, and the spaces are generous, but they're also intimate. And um, it, it has a lot of rooms. It's not just one ginormous room, which so many houses are now. And I think it's it's really, I think he's done a great job. And I was very pleased to, to be able to do the bedroom. Uh, many people say that they hire me for bedrooms. And so um, I enjoy, I guess I enjoy doing bedrooms and, uh, and it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's what people love the most sometimes about my work. Um, I love the details. I love dressmaker details. I love custom fabrics and I think I love beautiful linens. And I think all of that plays into well into a bedroom. It's really a bedroom is really whether the, husband or partner likes to admit it the woman's domain mm-hmm. well it, it it appears to be pink in the in the rendering that i've seen yes so you kind of went there um what was sort of the inspiration behind the color other than it being the woman's domain <laughs> well i i do a lot of blue blues whites and things like that so i thought it would be fun to branch out and i was inspired by a room that morella and yelly had had in uh, morocco that was actually a pale pink a pale pink room with um with the uh, syrian furniture in it and and wicker furniture so we use the same company for the wicker furniture bonacina which has been around since the 50s and um it's been, it's had many famous designers that have designed furniture for Bonacina, but Maria and Morella and Yelly, that was her, one of her signature piece, mm-hmm. types of furniture that she used. And her designer 
designed furniture for Bonacino. So that was this jumping off point, the pale pink bedroom of Morella's. Then I had been to India several years ago, and I love the baby Taj. The Taj Mahal, of course, is fabulous, but the baby Taj is has, the details are so beautiful, and it's and it's just what it sounds like. It's a smaller version of the Taj Mahal. So I got with um, De Gournay last year. It was really almost a year ago that we started working on this design and sat down and had images and began the design of the room, which is based on part of the baby Taj. And then we started working on the colors and I said, I really do want pink. And then they, I wanted their input and they really wanted to put some green with it. So that's what we did. And you did, like we said, a a bit smaller, but there's sort of a little sitting area in, um, in front, there's, I guess, like a little set, you know, the little settee and the chairs. And it's also a candy bed. So I love, I loved that detail as well, because I imagine it being a little bit even more cozy, you know, just because of all the drapery. Well, I think I love to do, especially for this, for a show house, I don't always do full canopy beds for clients because it's hard to see the TV if they are, mm. a, a, they do watch TV from their bed. It's difficult to see if you have a full canopy. And so it was so pretty that I thought, well, let's do that for, for this room. And especially since the ceiling was so tall in there, I mm-hmm. thought it would fill up the upper space a little bit. Um, but normally I don't do full canopies. The fabric was so beautiful. The fabric is all from the Nami Sami and was uh, and was given to us through Wells Abbott here in Dallas. Wells Abbott is one of my very, very favorite showrooms. She has she really specializes in English fabrics and English mm-hmm. uh, companies. And so I'm thrilled to have that here in Dallas where I used to have to go to New York or to England to get the same product. Name Sammy's Indian and it's just they do beautiful bespoke fabrics and embroideries and that's what we had done was the borders. I really want to show that off. Mm-hmm. Were there any, um, you know, kind of talk to some of the other designers as well about there's always some sort of accident or something that happens with the show house or delays or, you know, something. Was there any, were there any happy accidents or challenges that you ran into during the design process? Well, um, it was it was more tense. I mean, we were uh, really worried about getting the fabric from Nam Sama. And uh, like I said, Wells Abbott did the lion's share work in getting it here, and then it turned out that the show house was delayed. Mm. So that was lucky. That was <laughs> that was the lucky accident. Yeah. So everything got here, you know, to be put in, and I was really worried that it wasn't going to if we'd have kept that original date. If someone is working on their own bedroom, just for themselves, not necessarily with a designer, what are some of the elements that you like to, um, because you know you kind of stress um, in in your work that while it's elegant and timeless, um, it's livable as well and and really comfortable. So what are some things that you would encourage people to do in their bedroom that maybe they hadn't thought of or wouldn't be typical? Well, I like a desk on one side of my bed because and I normally, and many times I do that. This room was kind of tiny and I couldn't do that as easily in this room. But most of the time we do a, bed, a desk on one side because it's really comfortable to be able to sit and 
nowadays use your laptop or whatever or your iPad and or do, write thank you notes or go over your day's calendar right when you get out of bed in the morning before you get to bed at night. Um, when I was when I was younger, I did a lot of my work on top of my bed. Um, I was straight. I would. <laughs> you know, spread everything out on the bed and sit at my desk. I, I was there a lot. I think um, a, a bench or a little sofa at the end of the bed is real practical. If you don't have the room, a narrow bench where you can put your duvet or your blankets or your pillows. We also tend to have a lot of pillows on beds now, and you can take them off and put them there. If you have young children, it's nice to have a little sofa at the end of the bed where they can curl up and, you know, visit with their mother, read books, or watch TV in the evening. Uh, a lot of my clients really enjoy that. A lot of my clients, like me, now that I don't have, I have grandchildren, but I don't have children at home, uh, it's a great place for the puppy dogs to get on, the little sofa or day bed. Uh, it's, it's nice to have a chair, always a chair, and maybe an ottoman to be able to sit down, especially for your husband or partner to sit down and put their socks and shoes on mm-hmm. or just to be able to some people I always ask people when I start to do their bedroom do you watch tv in bed do you sit up do you read do you come to bed and go directly to sleep mm-hmm. uh, because then or do you read in bed or do you like to sit in a chair and read and then get in bed and go to sleep people are very very distinct in the way they use a bedroom mm-hmm. and so I think those questions are really important so that you know what they need, whether they need a TV, a place for a TV, or they need a chair, or whatever. Uh, lights inside the bed are great for reading, and then lamps on the bedside tables. So both. Too. Yes, both. Uh, beautiful linens are important. Well, so hold on one second about the lamps. Okay, so if you've got your desk and maybe a nightstand on the other side, hmm. do you do matching lamps? And yes. you know how important is it that they're the same height? Okay, and you can cheat it if you can decide. We do a lot of custom bedside tables that have a shelf that pulls out. I know Ballard has taken that design. It was one that's been, it's a classic design, and it's basically what I call a step table that Mm -hmm. has a shelf on the top and then a lower shelf, maybe with a drawer below it. Yes. Um, And that lower shelf is great for stacking books on and putting all your things. The upper shelf, you put the lamp on. Mm-hmm. And then we do that shape of table and we have them custom made and we use, if the client can afford it, if not, we use Ballard. But um, but we put a pull-out shelf to put your phone on, to put your water on, that sort of thing. And then you can push it back if you don't need it. Uh, we do it in different configurations with drawers or without drawers. Uh, but if you have, say, t- an antique bedside table on one side and an mm-hmm. antique desk on the other side, and you can't make them the same height, then you can always put a book under a lamp. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I love those little pull-out drawers. I actually have one because you always, like, clutter up your nightstand, and then you're like, where do I put my coffee or whatever? And so you, just, yeah. you have your little drawer. Yeah. yeah. They're, <laughs> They're very handy. Yeah. Um, so, you know... As in a show house, you don't get to decorate the whole home, which um, I think can make it challenging to connect the spaces visually. Is there any was you know was that something you were concerned about, or did you and you, did you speak to the other designers in the home um, about how their spaces were going to flow from yours? No, we didn't. Um, and you know what's funny is usually they kind of happen to. 
when I did Kips Bay in Dallas a couple of years ago, I did a yellow dining room. And uh, it was Jan Showers did the library across from me and another designer from Houston did the entryway and all three of us used yellow. So it's funny funny how that kind of will sort of work out. And Mark Sykes was behind the entry. And of course he did his typical blue and white room, which was absolutely beautiful. But he said, you know, what's funny is he said, I was thinking this time I might put some yellow touches in it. (laughs) Maybe it's just, it becomes there's something you're all feeling in the yes, it was yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, so I, um, you know, I, I'm trying to remember because I, I went to the house when it was in like heavily in construction, so it wasn't filled out. But are, are there French door? Aren't there French doors or something that go out into the patio? Um, There's steel doors that go out there. And because it has been such a last minute, you know, it's been delayed so much. I've never walked out there because it's always been under construction. And mm-hmm. I don't think the landscaping is ready yet. So, um, but they pull it together. You know, that's the way yeah. the houses are. But, so, so I've never walked out there because I can't. It was up to drop off. Oh, right, right. Well, do, will there be any sort of... Um, connection to the outside i guess you did mention there's a little bit of green in the um in the fabric in the wall covering in the, in the uh, wall covering yeah mm-hmm. um not really i don't think so i mean i like i said they didn't give me space out there and they didn't tell me to do anything so i, I have no idea it is, i have no idea what's going on out there well i wasn't just sure if you know there's yeah, anything about the exterior that you were you know, excited about or wanted to incorporate, but, um, well, like I said, we haven't, I haven't seen it. I mean, right. the last time I was there was about five weeks ago or six, six weeks ago, and it was still a major construction site. So I, I mean, it's, it's been stressful, I think for the, for everyone. Well, it has been a, a but it'll, it'll, it'll pull together. And it's, you know, it's been underway for quite some time so i'm excited to see how it all turns out it'll be pretty yeah well so about the steel doors because that does seem sort of like a more modern touch did you find that difficult to did you feel like that'll work well i mean obviously like you've designed around it so i just wasn't sure if you were you know challenged by that detail in particular. everybody uses steel doors now mm-hmm. it's <laughs> pervasive yeah no and steel doors are actually traditional i mean they were used Mm -hmm. in the you know 100 years ago you know so it's it's not really a contemporary approach or anything and it was fine it's just a matter of getting curtains on them yeah okay so there's not anything you need to if if someone was considering adding them to their house or anything there's nothing they really need to change they can you know if if they use them no, it's not really. I mean, you can't hang curtains on them like, like you can wood doors. So you have to have enough space to hang them around them. But other than that, there's really, they're beautiful. So mm-hmm. it's a pretty touch. Any other sort of suggestions for someone decorating their bedroom? Well, I suppose uh, you want to keep the, I mean, people are all different, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess you decorate your bedroom the what makes you feel the best since it's a very important part of your home, an important part of your daily life. You spend yeah. more time in your bedroom than you do any place. So it should be comfortable 
And, you know, I really believe in blackout draperies, but some people like to wake up with the light. Mm-hmm. You know, have the light wake them up. I think you sleep better, and I believe it's the it's been proven that you sleep better in a cold room with that's dark and to put up your screens, you know, quit watching TV or quit looking at your phone or computer for an hour or so before you go to bed at night for a better night's sleep. Mm-hmm. It is all about sleeping, but you want bedrooms to be a little bit of a fantasy. Yeah. You want them to have all your favorite things. We have recently had lots of discussions about dressing the bed on the, on the podcast. Everyone has a very, um, you know, kind of different approach because of the way they sleep. They have to, you know, as you're saying, like kind of tailor it to your needs. But what what do you like in the bed the way you're making it? I don't like a million pillows on it. And I prefer, I, in my bedroom, I stack my pillows, you know, right. the, the king, oh, like the, yes, the vertical. Uh-huh. Oh. So, so put the king, if my bed's a king-size bed, put the king, two kings under with two standards on top, and then put a neck, ro- neck rolls in front or boudoir pillows. Or if you want to put a, if you want those to be your, those are your sleeping pillows, and you do want to put a pillow in front because they do get wrinkled. You know, you can have a another king size or a euro in front of each stack that's, that you take off the bed at night. But mm-hmm. I don't like to have to remove a million pillows. Um, I like, I I love Leonton linens. I love Julia B. linens. I think they both mm-hmm. do a fabulous job, but I really love Porto. And Porto is, you know, you need to kind of mix them and to have the Julia B or the Leontin as your blanket cover or your, and your um, maybe your duvet cover if you want or your or a Euro pillow cover and then do the Porto sheets. Porto makes beautiful uh, duvet covers as well. They also do really pretty little thin coverlets which are really comfortable but I just love waking up in all the flowers and mm-hmm. don't need to be anal or scared of mixing patterns of porteaux you can just mix them all together and they just seem to always go together no matter which pattern you pull out what about colors do you sort of go in the same color palette and mix the, the patterns or is it but you, you can my bedroom is all the walls are just plain and i have an indian i love indian beds i have an indian bed and i will uh do different i have red and blue Porto, I have yellow and green, I have all green and white, I have, you know, lavender and uh, and pale blue with green. I mean, it's just sort of fun mm-hmm. to, to see what ends up on the bed. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your, um, the inspiration, the inspiration behind your space with us. We really appreciate it. And I hope everyone has a chance to visit the show house. Again, it's open until November 27th and check out Kathy's um, bedroom. Kathy, before we sign off, could you share with everyone how to find you, follow you, and maybe even pick up your book? Well, the book you can buy, you can either order it through us here. You can go to my website and it's, and you can order it here. And then if that's the case, it's signed and wrapped and mail to you. Uh, Amazon has it um, and uh, bookstores. But uh, the one of my clients is just opened Beacon Hill Books in Boston. It's one of the first 
bespoke bookstores that has opened in a long time, and it's absolutely beautiful. We worked on it for several years, and we used all Sister Parish fabrics and wallpapers. Oh, and some of them are custom colored. So go to Beacon Hill Books in Boston, and go. And you, I encourage everyone to go check it out. It's been really busy for the last few weeks since it's been open. But uh, if you're in Boston, go or look on Instagram, Beacon Hill Books. Um, I have an Instagram, Kathy Kincaid Interiors, and my website. So, and you can always just call us. All right. Thanks. Thank it's you. Nice to visit with you. Yes. Yes. Thanks for joining us. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy Happy decorating. decorating!